Welcome to the Going Merry Podcast, the number one podcast for One Piece on the internet. That's right. Number one One Piece podcast on the internet. You heard it here. This is our third episode, so you've heard it here for the third time. <laughs> and I am your one of your co-hosts, Derek. And with me, I have my two other co-hosts, Amanda and Whitney. Whitney, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, Derek. How are you? I'm doing well. You're waving your hands a lot. Is that, are you like warm or are you just saying hi or what's going on? I'm there? just, I'm feeling the groove. I got to dance. <laughs> Amanda, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm swell. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am doing absolutely fantastic. So. Copycat. Did I say, fine. I am doing just capital. <laughs> capital, all right. He's a fancy just, man. Just capital. And everybody that knows me would absolutely describe me as fancy. Correct. <laughs> right. So we watched episodes six through 10 this week. Amanda, what did you think of the episodes? Just overall. Um, They were pretty entertaining. I was, I think... For some reason, it seemed like I, I spaced out a little bit more during the first five, but I was a little bit more engaged for this block of it. Okay. Um, and I don't know. I did watch them all on the same day. I took a break in the middle, but maybe that's maybe that helped too, because I, I didn't have like a another couple of days in between to break it up or anything like that. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Whitney, what about you? What did you think of these episodes? Yeah, I agree. I feel like these um, introduce a lot of new characters. I won't lie, episode six was kind of slow for me, but after that, I felt like um, the introduction of so many new characters really quickly and different storylines. And I don't want to say it was like villain of the week, kind of, but in it a way, like it, that. yeah, I mean, it, it kind of introduces um, a new challenge, I guess, for Luffy and the crew to to deal with and I feel like we're getting closer to forming an actual crew instead of just Luffy and Zoro kind of teaming up with Nami in the background you know mm -hmm. so I feel like we're getting there yeah because we're kind of at I the think... point now which we're going to be at this point for a, a little while with with Nami where it's kind of hard to tell with her because she's kind of got like one foot in one foot out kind of thing mm -hmm. you know yeah um she definitely uh is a little indecisive right now but I, I get it yeah yeah everybody has their pirate story and, and reasoning why they don't want to be a pirate uh, yeah absolutely you know and everyone everyone's got their uh their own history and stuff that they got to deal with for sure so do you guys want to jump right into these episodes yeah let's do it for cool okay so we will start with episode six the cannon goes off while the small straw hat crew is aware that Buggy and his crew are not defeated, they use this opportunity to escape, to escape and regroup. Zoro has been stabbed clean through, and Luffy is still locked in his cage. Relying on Zoro's willpower, they flee until Zoro collapses in front of a pet store and its guard dog, Shushu, who is the goodest boy. <laughs> While Zoro tries to rest and recuperate, Luffy takes on Beast Tamer Moji, one of the top members of Buggy's crew. 
Already during this small team-up, Nami is quickly realizing that Luffy is different than any other pirate she's ever met. Frustrated that Moji was defeated, Buggy starts firing buggy balls into the town randomly to draw out the straw hats. It works, and that is a decision he will quickly regret. So, any any comments, thoughts on episode six? I... Okay, so in episode five, they fire the can or the buggy ball cannon at Buggy the Clown, correct? Yes. And we saw the devastation that the buggy balls could do. And I, th- I feel like I remember talking about how he kept begging them to change their mind. And I'm like, you could have moved. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I don't remember seeing him move. And maybe I missed it. You guys can help me out. But he survived this explosion without a scratch. Which I know his body or whatever, but his crew is still there. Like, how did he not die? I don't know. I don't know how nobody died. Like, so far, we really haven't seen a single person that died from that cannonball. And it was basically fired at point blank. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. They they all seemed fine. (laughs) Maybe if somebody has more of an eagle eye than I do, help me out. I'll go back and look. But my first thought was how i wrote how did the clown survive (laughs) (laughs) how was he still here because i totally thought this was going to be over and that buggy was going to be done not a problem anymore but (laughs) continued to be a problem the nightmare clown is still there (laughs) sadly (laughs) um yeah so one one thing that a lot of people don't like about one piece which i will say i agree with is the fact that a lot of times it doesn't really feel like there's any stakes because death is not a thing. <laughs> um, like even if Luffy, you know, beats the bad guy or whatever, death just like they don't do death. I don't know why they don't kill characters off or anything. Like, don't get me wrong, characters leave or whatever, or they might get sent to prison. Like most of the time, if Luffy beats a bad guy, you can bet more that that person got taken to prison if you haven't heard from them than they then you would bet that they're dead um so yeah even getting shot point blank with a cannon no buggy's still uh still alive and kicking and it makes no sense and i hate that (laughs) yeah i mean i guess it kind of it helped a little bit to see this beast tamer guy who came from his crew i mean he was still kind of doing his bidding which I don't know. Can we talk about how creepy this guy was? Beast Tamer Emoji. I have a question, though. He looks like a moron. He does look like a moron. He's got the little, I guess, bear ears is kind of similar. They're like little rounded white ears. And he's got this, his headpiece like connects to the beard. Either like his hair is growing it straight into his beard or he's wearing some kind of hat mask thing that wraps around his chin it's a chin strap yeah yeah and And he's got like football pads or whatever in the same fur yes so like (laughs) my first thought was i was like is that his chest hair (laughs) is this a furry (laughs) yeah i love it that's awesome or was it just a fur shirt i'm gonna say he's just a fuzzy dude and that's okay I think he's probably just a fuzzy dude. So one thing that, that cracks me up, because I 
I will tell you now that Buggy's not gone. Buggy is is a repeating character in this series. Damn. And it's funny because in the background, like whenever they show Buggy, they always show Moji and the other guy whose name I can't remember, but I have wrote down somewhere um, that's on the unicycle that we'll get to later. They always show them with Buggy. Yeah. But basically, those characters are non-existent. They're just completely background characters anymore. Like, <laughs> after this, while you can see them, they have they basically don't have parts anymore. Like, Buggy's definitely a, a, a very big character as the story goes on. But the while the others are there, you just, you don't hear from them. They don't have big parts. They really, the only lines they have are just dumb shit. Okay. Yeah. Um, Amanda, I, I, what? Moji was creepier than the clown. I, I'm sorry, Amanda, to jump in front of you. But like, <laughs> you're good. I, I hated him worse than Buggy, which is pretty hard because I think Buggy's really annoying. But I do appreciate his, <laughs> his um, panache. I don't know if that's the right word because he's always like, die flashily or, <laughs> you know, whatever he's telling them to do. You got to do it flashily. Even the, um, the flashback to where he knew uh was it shanks that he yeah knew, shanks um when they were young and he he says that still flashily i just i want to incorporate that into my vocabulary <laughs> how dare you flashily do that to me i'm gonna drive uh, to work flashily um so it's funny because the first time i watched these episodes through like you know my on my first full watch through i don't i don't remember him ever like saying that and so you mentioned it last week. And then when I was watching these episodes, I heard it like all the time. I was like, am I just an idiot? Have I just never picked that up? Because <laughs> he yes. says it all the time. And I, I did not remember him saying that at all. So that was kind of funny to me. Um, Amanda, what did you think of episode six? Yeah, that along that um, topic still, that was funny that everybody does that. Everybody announces their trick or whatever they're they're about to do and it's something super flamboyant like that like I have one for the next episode that I wrote down that was just I was like did he really just say that <laughs> um so I'll get to that later but yes um Shushu just took over this whole episode for I me. know I love Shushu <laughs> that was like I have little bits of notes for each episode and all of the notes for episode six are about Shushu <laughs> Like, where is Shushu now? What is he doing? Yes, Shushu's the best. Shushu. <laughs> yeah, I love Shushu. Um, and yeah, because like, and it's kind of funny how they really do give him like a a, a de decent backstory in, in a short amount of time in this episode. Like, it really makes you feel for, for Shushu very, very quickly. And his... Um, relationship with with Luffy right off the bat is very funny like the at first like the quick bickering but then at the same time like it grows into like a you can tell kind of like a mutual respect for each other you know and it, so I really like how that relationship with with Luffy and Shushu grows um but I gotta I gotta give some credit to Zoro here because like right off the bat carrying Luffy across town and that massive cage when he's got a massive hole in his in his stomach like 
guy, come on. That was, <laughs> that's some willpower right there. Okay. Like he was, he was not giving up anytime soon with, uh, Carrie and Luffy, he was going to make sure that he got out of there. So I got to give him some credit for that, for sure. Yeah, he like he takes a beating during this one. I don't know how mm-hmm. he's still standing, honestly. <laughs> he does. And I, I can't lie, I was kind of pissed off at Luffy when he was like poking Shushu in the head. And then Luffy gets upset. I was like, yeah, you deserve that. <laughs> yes. like, I mean, you don't mess with the dog, okay? And every... Every time I hear a backstory about a dog who like their owner has gone away or, or passed away and the dog, you know, like, do you remember the story about this dog who would wait for his owner, like at the train station or something every day, and then his owner passed away. And so the dog would go and sit by the train station every day. Like this was a real story and it was the most depressing thing in the world. And so now this poor dog, Shushu doesn't understand that his owner is gone and he's guarding the pet store, and it made me want to cry. Mm-hmm. I know I wrote, I wrote down this is making me sad. Yeah, <laughs> and then that little flashback that they had with him as a puppy and his owner, kind of you know taking care of him and stuff and eating together. It was so funny. No, he's like, you made a mess. Eat all this food, and I'm like, that's so me. <laughs> I'm always yelling at my dogs, and I'm like, eat the rest of this hamburger. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Shushu, he he really tugs at your heartstrings, and like it's just, it's so funny because the anim, you know, the animation in this show at this point is is not great. So like even that, even so, like looking at Shushu, you're just like, man, I am so sorry. I just want to give you a hug, even though you're like a drawing out of a kid's coloring book or something. <laughs> oval head and then just little lines for eyes <laughs> he's very pitiful and his barks are like very very obviously a person <laughs> barking <laughs> he looked a but little I like snoopy yeah 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 for sure um speaking of animation there was one scene um luffy was running away Oh, and it I was just like stagnant. It was just standing oh. still. He was literally just moving and the background was not. <laughs> I think it was the mayor that was doing that. Or it might have been both. But I definitely noticed that with the mayor. Like the it mayor was running to get. Yes. Yeah. In this oh. set of episodes. And it cracked me up. I'm like, this is, I don't know. Like, he's not moving. He's just fading. Like they're just fading away the picture. He's not actually moving or getting no. smaller at all. <laughs> Yeah, but then it took them a minute to fade the background. It yes. went on just a little too long, and then they started to fade the background. <laughs> it did fade. It just kind of disappeared. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah. Bless <laughs> And, you know, it, like, Nami continues to give Luffy a hard time for most of it until he until she sees that after Luffy did beat uh, Moji, that he brings back the one box of food for for shushu and he's you know he's like really gentle about it and like is giving shushu respect and understands that this dog just lost everything with you know knowing that his owner is not coming back and also his pet store getting burnt down and the last remnants of his relationship with with his master and uh and luffy bringing back that one 
box of dog food and and going through that extra effort to bring it back to Shushu. And I, I think even after Nami just ripped him a new one for being a an uncaring pirate and just tearing everything up and then him going and giving that box to to Shushu and just chilling with him right there by his pet store and the destruction that was there from the stupid lion. Um Yeah, the stupid lion. <laughs> yeah, but like you can see that you could just see the look on Nami's face. She's like, Man, I kind of <laughs> You could tell she kind of regretted saying that. She could tell that Luffy was a little bit different after uh, after doing that, I think. Well, she definitely has this preconceived notion of what a pirate is. And mm-hmm. I think, as we're seeing, Luffy keeps proving her wrong. Um, like, she can see that he's not just greedy and he wants treasure. He doesn't want that at all. And he's doing this for because he misses his friend and his mentor. It. You know, it's it's everything she has learned about pirates are, is going out the door. Mm-hmm. And so you can see that that's slowly changing her mind. Yeah. It, yeah, you can definitely tell her mind is is slowly changing toward uh, toward Luffy. Um, Amanda, did you have any comments on any of that? Yeah, I definitely... Nami is a little bit wishy-washy right now <laughs> with the... <laughs> With the emotions. Oh, I guess I'll come and join you guys for like a minute and then ah, you did something else. I don't like this. <laughs> so I mean I get it. But in and out the door a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean, because it seems as though Luffy will do something just enough to irritate her again and <laughs> just send her back on the other side of the fence. So I'm sure in time she'll land on a resolution one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, Luffy. Uh, <laughs> or not. <laughs> he's Luffy. <laughs> um, and I, I got it. Like, it's funny because I, I remember like listening back to, or, or like when I watched these episodes for the first time, I remembered for some reason a lot of these fights drug on when I remembered watching them. I'm like, this Moji fight was like really short. <laughs> You know, it was just like, I mean, don't get me wrong, like it got separated from Luffy getting hit by the lion there for a second, but after he got back, like he it's like one hit and it was done. <laughs> and and then same with the uh, with the acrobat guy whose name is again escaping me, but Zoro Kabachi? That I think that's it. I think it is. Kabachi okay. the acrobat or something like that. But like Zoro doesn't take long to to take him out either and I we'll get to that in a little bit. But I, I really, I really did enjoy the, uh, the quick little fight. I, I like, like really fast fights like that sometimes. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the drawn out dramatic fights are kind of fun at times, but the, the quick dominant fights are also fun in my opinion. Yeah, and I feel like this episode. I don't know about you guys, but it felt like less of a complete episode and more of an extension of the previous episode it was almost like a part two Mm -hmm. to the the fight with buggy if that makes sense because like we left with buggy getting blown to bits but apparently not (laughs) and this final boss moji who didn't really do as much as we thought he would and you throw a little shoo shoo in there and it's done 
Yeah, right? this this was definitely a shushu episode. <laughs> yeah, it was. I love a shushu episode. <laughs> we need more shushu episodes. <laughs> I know. I wanted them to take him along with them, but I guess I understand if he's gonna be the town mascot now or whatever. Yeah, yeah I think to have a dog on the crew. Yes, it would be. <laughs> Oh my god, you're so smug right now. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I I swear. It's just your face. I'll give you that one. <laughs> um any other comments on this episode before we move on to episode seven? That's all I got. Okay. So uh, let's see, episode seven. Buggy fires the cannon directly at Luffy, quickly demonstrating his gun his gum gum powers. Luffy inflates like a balloon and deflects the ball back at Buggy. The standoff begins as an injured Zoro takes on Kabuji, the acrobat, the other of Buggy's crew leaders. Kabuji fights dirty and tries to take advantage of Zoro's wound, but Zoro doesn't put up with it for long. Buggy tries to step in and help Kabuji, but Luffy is having none of it. During the fight, Nami breaks away to go after Buggy's treasure. After defeating Kabuji, Zoro quickly decides to take a nap while the fight between Luffy and Buggy begins. During the fight, we finally get an emotional reaction out of Luffy uh, when the brim of his straw hat is sliced. Buggy has found the way to get in Luffy's head and takes advantage. Not only did Buggy know Shanks, but they were on the same pirate crew together and Buggy is holding a grudge. So I gotta say, the beginning of this episode with with Luffy, like, inflating like a balloon and just bouncing that cannon back at, at Buggy, I absolutely loved the reactions on everybody's face. Like, nobody knew what to think about it at all. Just some of the reactions in this show are just absolutely priceless, priceless to me, and it, and it absolutely cracks me up. It did me too. Like I was, I mean, I know he has these powers, but it surprised me a little bit because I was like, okay, how are they going to get away from, from this scenario? But I mean, he just puffed himself up. The buggy ball stops. And I was like, well, that seems like a really handy (laughs) power to have. And I know we've seen him do all these different ones. Like he'll say gum gum balloon or gum gum rocket he can do the same ones more than once, right? He's not limited. <laughs> no, no, no. He can do all kinds of real. Okay. Like, yeah. so he could technically take on cannonballs repeatedly. Yes. If he wanted to. Yeah. Okay. That seems like a very handy power to have as a pirate. It, yes. Right? Yes, it absolutely is. And I started to, so it's actually been bugging me all week. Cause last week I was talking about hard counters and, and I remembered how to explain it more clearly because I, I did kind of have it wrong when I was trying to explain it last week. So Luffy and Buggy are kind of hard counters in the fact where swords don't affect Buggy, guns and cannons don't affect Luffy, but they would affect the opposite. So that's kind of where people are saying that they're hard counters. And I feel like it's a little bit of a stretch. Like I said, I feel like a a dark powers and light powers would be more of a a direct opposite than you know not getting affected by swords and not getting affected by guns um 
but yeah, so some say that they're they're hard counters, but I did want to throw that in there to correct myself from last week. Okay. See, I mean, everybody, Eric's not that stupid. <laughs> I wasn't wrong, okay? I just didn't word it correctly. <laughs> I just um, worded it incorrectly. <laughs> I could have worded it better, you know? Still, I was still right. <laughs> Amanda, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, that was funny. They were like, "Oh my god, he's a freak!" When he blew up, <laughs> like, like then you? it just makes me wonder what level of things that they've seen, and you know, kind of just with these different characters coming in and out of town. I guess I would assume that maybe they'd seen a bit more crazy things, but maybe not. So I guess it could just depend on the wherever they're at at the time um this unicycle man <laughs> yes kabuji whose name i can't i keep forgetting yeah i keep forgetting it as well the one thing that he said was uh fireworks in a cool summer breeze yeah. <laughs> like, and he just went did he some kind of an insane for his trip yeah. so much it's like every time i was like what <laughs> is this gonna be now <laughs> A hike in the mountains. Right. I think what was the other one? One hundred kamikaze tops. Very the specifically, one hundred kamikaze tops. I wrote that yeah. one down because I liked it. So much. <laughs> like, okay, so is it uh, is it really a hundred? Is someone going to count? Yeah, I, he counts I them was... before every battle. He puts it in his little <laughs> just to make sure he's got exactly a hundred in right. his pocket. <laughs> he drops one on the way. Shit. <laughs> right. Now it's 99. And then he has no, to change it. 99 no. dancing tops. <laughs> this guy, is he just like a really good acrobat or does he have powers that make him good? I think is he's it, just really good. I think he's okay, just a really good acrobat. Guy. He's an acrobat, obviously. And doesn't he say um, acrobat technique? Doesn't he actually yes. say that at some point? I'm pretty sure he does. So I guess that goes back to your <laughs> Amanda where he has they all announce everything they're getting ready to do so he's kind of like here comes my acrobat technique a dust cloud <laughs> here's my technique run the fuck away <laughs> yeah this was full of ridiculousness but it was very amusing yeah and Zoro like he was taking it at first, but man, once he got serious, like, okay, he he's done with this shit. Like, he wrapped it up pretty quick when he was done letting uh, Kabuji kick him around a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I, I really liked the way that Luffy had his back, which, I mean, uh, you know, it's no surprise, because they already did that with, with Captain Morgan kind of having each other's backs. But, and I, I think that it says a lot about, one, Luffy for letting, even when Zoro was was getting kicked around to sit back and let Zoro do, you know, do his fight. He didn't jump in in the middle of Zoro's fight. He gave him the respect of letting him take care of it himself. And I think it also says a lot about Buggy that even if his guy's on top, he's still going to jump in and help and not give his crew the ability to finish their own fights. Like he's going to constantly try to, to cheat and find dirty dirty ways to win in certain situations oh granted i guess they're pirates so like that's kind of their thing is <laughs> is cheating and stealing and that kind of stuff but i do think that says a lot about the difference between 
between Buggy and Luffy for sure. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that Nami seemed so shocked that they were going after Zoro when he was injured, unless that was just for pointing it out to the audience to remind everybody that, you know, because I think she said something like, oh, it's so unfair, you know, he's injured and they're purposefully going after that spot on him that's hurt. But at the same time, she's very, pirates are bad. So right. are you surprised by this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at the man. They look I mean, insane. If I was fighting life or death and I knew the other guy was injured, I would go for that spot too if I was trying to get away with my life. I mean, I, yeah. Right. That's yeah. Funny. I mean, especially like when you, it's like he, we've already kind of established at this point that Zoro has a reputation of, of being an absolute badass in this area. And so like part of it makes me wonder if Habuji was a little bit worried that he's going up against someone that, that already has such a status and that he was trying to take advantage of anything he possibly could in order to, to get a leg up. Is that, is that kind of a pun? A little bit. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I think he was doing anything he could to possibly get an advantage over Zoro, knowing skill for skill, Zoro's outmatched because at this point in time, Zoro's again already been stabbed clean through, and he had an entire building fall on top of him after getting after the building got shot with a buggy ball that uh buggy fired in the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um and then so during that fight, or I guess after the fight ends, we get a little bit of a fight between Zoro, or not Zoro, because um, Zoro's napping, Luffy and and Buggy, we get the start of that fight. And we kind of find out that Buggy knows Shanks. And I I think that that's really interesting to me that that in the entire world that these two pirates that are especially shanks who is a well-traveled pirate who's all over the world that we've already got a kind of a connection there um did it did it shock you at all that uh, that they knew each other yeah for sure i wasn't expecting that at all um and then is it in the next episode that we see more of that of the flashback of them uh yes the next episode is the flashback yeah yeah i enjoyed watching that as well um but yeah i was not expecting them to know each other so that was kind of that was a nice surprise i feel like they keep dropping these little twists and turns on us every now and again which is Mm -hmm. like adding adding a little bit of backstory with every every chance they get that way you kind of have more depth in the in the characters as they go along i like that uh that oda does that for sure Whitney, were you surprised at the uh, background with Shanks and Buggy at all? I was because, you know, like Amanda said, you know, we don't know a a lot about Shanks and they've been dropping these little hints toward him. And I want to know more about him. And it's interesting to me that someone as bad as Buggy and as good as Shanks is, we think, because we, we only know of him from Luffy's point of view. And of course he looks up to him. And I mean, I don't know. I hope he's a good guy as far as pirates can be good guys, but I don't know. We'll see. But mm-hmm. it's interesting that they know each other so closely. 
especially in the next episode where we see that they actually work together. They train to be pirates together. And it's like these two guys came from the same, you know, cloth, so to speak. Um, what happened? You know, mm-hmm. like what happened to both of them? And what were their goals? Where did they come from? Things like that. So I'm, I'm interested to see more of Shanks if he's still around. I don't know if he's dead. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to find out, isn't it? It will be. <laughs> what, what exactly is going on with Shanks? <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny. So uh, uh, kind of s- separating from One Piece here for a little bit. So um, last week, two weeks ago, I guess, I don't know. I was looking for something to watch. And I, I know I said in the in like our introduction episode or whatever, I've been trying to, especially since I was introduced to One Piece and I actually enjoyed it when I didn't think I would, I've been trying to branch out to other anime to see it, you know, just to see if anything's been, is interesting to me or not. And so I started watching one a couple weeks ago called Fairy Tale. I don't know. Have either one of you heard it? Heard of it? No, I don't think so. So Fairy Tale is, uh, it's a show about wizards. Um, and at first, like, I, I was very much enjoying the show. Like, I like the characters. I like their personalities and everything like that. The animation in the show is really good. Like, all of their wizarding powers and shit is is really cool. But, like, as the story went on, like, I'm about 50 episodes in now. And I'm like... <laughs> I'm already, the show is eight seasons long. The first season or whatever was 48 episodes. So I'm, I've basically watched season one. And like at this point, I'm basically done with this show. Because <laughs> they have not given any of their characters any depth or anything. And like nobody has in that show, nobody has any goals. You know, like freaking five minutes into the first episode in this show we hear luffy say i'm gonna be king of the pirates mm-hmm. and like i said i'm over 50 episodes into this show i don't know what a single person is going for in that show not one character <laughs> like so establishing background establishing a future it's like i i don't i don't know what to expect here and it's made me not want to keep watching simply because there's no depth there's nothing to get me excited for the future like they have these little mini arcs that are good but it's like i can just drop out at any time and feel comfortable because there's not an overarching or an overarching story that i'm missing but anyway what kind of connected (laughs) connected this to fairy tale in me uh is because there was one part i was watching in fairy tale and i was like I can't, I don't know what the character, he was a side character, something like that, or a villain, but I heard him say something and I was like, that sounds familiar. What the hell? And I looked it up and it was the same voice actor as Buggy. (laughs) Oh no. And so I had to confirm that it was, that it was actually Buggy. And then I figured out something that really blew my mind. The, the voice actor that does buggy is also the same voice actor that does Helmeppo from the first three episodes of course from- it is <laughs> he only voices the most annoying characters on the show Do you I also know. Do 
Wait, is it Kobe that. or Cody? I can't Kobe. remember. Kobe. Kobe. Like Kobe Jack. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, Derek, I, if, you, if you want an anime, and I say this as someone we've already said is not a huge anime fan, mm-hmm. I really liked My Hero Academia. So I don't know if you're interested in starting an, or trying another one, <laughs> giving it a chance. But I mean, those characters all have clear goals. They all have backstories um they've got motivations um and it's it I don't know I I really enjoyed that one more than you know just in general Pokemon where it's mm-hmm. just you know, a little adventure every week with the same guy over and over who <laughs> not aged in 20 years but <clears throat> but you might I don't know you might find that one interesting yeah, I, and people who I'll, listen uh... to this if you watch anime give us some recommendations We'll watch them after we finish this in five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and we'll, uh, I'll, I'll look into that one whenever I'm finishing the show that I'm on now. Because, so I, I started watching a different show that's not an anime. And so I'll probably finish it. Because <laughs> um, I'm actually enjoying it and they have goals and, you know, backstory and everything. Is it Ted Lasso? It's not. I have finished Ted Lasso. It's not Ted Lasso. I started something else, but. (laughs) Um, but yes, I I might like try to go back to Fairy Tale. Someone said that Fairy Tale gets good after three seasons. I'm like, that's so long for that to happen, though. (laughs) You expect me to watch three seasons to get hooked on a show? Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, that's so so. Did you say that not only do they not have goals, they're the characters aren't fleshed out either? Correct. So like So there's no it's not even like a character study where you're just getting to know how these people are and how they interact with each other. It's just straight nonsense for 55 episodes. Basically, yeah. So like the the main character in the show is a girl named Lucy. And so they in the first episode like five minutes in you find out that she's she's a wizard and she wants to join this uh this wizard guild that is apparently the best in in the country or whatever and the the name of the guild is fairy tale and so it's like okay cool so she's establishing her goal right away well halfway through the damn episode she's in in the guild (laughs) it's like okay so you achieved your goal in five minutes what's next we don't know <laughs> and then, yeah that's anticlimactic yeah and then like 10 15 episodes later actually it's more than that it's like 20 or 30 episodes later you find out that she was a uh, like they just glaze over it like it's nothing they give like two sentences and they're like yeah she was a debutante her father's extremely rich and she decided to run away so it's like okay i got a little bit of backstory but what else like they don't they don't go into that at all they just glaze over it mm-hmm. and that's about their the extent of their character depth mm. and then like well, one of the be watching that be <laughs> winners <laughs> you know the the powers are cool the animation's cool like i said i like the basis of the characters like their actions and stuff and their thought processes i i like and one of the main characters, Urza, is an absolute badass, and she has one of the most badass powers I've ever seen. It's she, her powers are similar to Hela on Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. 
like pulling weapons out of thin air and shit and like changing her armor out and stuff. She's an absolute badass. But again, she has no like no depth to her or anything like that. And it's like after a while, it drags on and it's like, okay, I think I can I think I can do without this, even with the awesome characters and wow, my voice is cracking for some reason. Even with the awesome characters and <laughs> And and good animation, like I I'm about done. <laughs> Somebody out there is the biggest fairy tale fan, and I know. Whoops, sorry. <laughs> I know, I know. Someone's gonna rip me a new asshole. They're gonna be like, Derek, fuck you. <laughs> Just screw all of you. Leave at us. Yeah. Exactly. Us. I tried. Okay, if I gave it 50 episodes and it's still not clicking right, and I I still haven't got any depth, that's uh that's kind of messed up. <laughs> Um, but back to One Piece. So I do like that. Um, we finally find something that gets under Luffy's skin. Like we are seven episodes in now, and all we've seen is Luffy laugh. You know, for the most part, other than the flashback when those guys, when the Mountain Bandits start bad mouthing uh, Shanks and Makino, and all we've seen from Luffy is him just laughing and having a good time no matter the situation and buggy finally finds something to get under luffy's skin and get into his head with the in the form of that hat and he absolutely takes advantage of it and i think it adds a little bit to to luffy in in my opinion because he doesn't have anything right now like for the most part like all he has is his crew and his hat like even even a boat he was floating in a barrel when we found him <laughs> yeah like he doesn't have prized possessions so i think it was really interesting to see him get that reaction out of out of that hat now granted we already know some backstory on it but um any any thoughts on any of that i think you can just really tell that he cares for shanks mm -hmm. um and he's doing his best to live up to his promise to become a good pirate and um like you said that that's kind of like that one concrete thing that he owns is a symbol of that relationship and his goals and it was kind of it, it made me feel bad for luffy it was the first time i actually felt sorry for him because normally he's just kind of a little obnoxious kid that's always screaming and he's annoying but it's kind of hard to feel sorry for him when he's laughing all the time yeah and he's <laughs> screaming with his eyes that have no pupils, you know, <laughs> but I did feel bad for him that his one possession was getting torn up and he was just trying to, to save people and to, to help out the ones that are loyal to him and, and the dog. And, you know, it, it, that was the first time I actually felt bad for him. So I feel like that means the character is, the character development is getting better and it's, it's actually making me care about what happens to them. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I see what you mean there. I like that. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree with that. Um, I Yeah, I was worried because that once that hat got all destroyed, I was like, oh God, mm -hmm. <laughs> what's he going to do now? Yeah. He was not happy about that. So, I mean, that's to be expected, but that was interesting to see after all of the, the screaming and like the fun screaming and the laughter now he's actually like genuinely upset about something mm -hmm. i mean and i gotta 
I gotta say, I agree with him, and I don't even have any hats that I treasure as much as he treasures that one. Like, I'm a ball cap guy. Like, I'm even wearing a ball cap right now while we're recording. And don't mess with my damn hat. <laughs> like, if someone starts messing with my hat, that's a first class ticket to getting your ass whooped. <laughs> and, and again, I don't even I'm not I don't even care about my hats as much as he cares about that one. But at the same time, like, so this is going to sound really stupid, okay? And it's going to, it's probably going to sound kind of gross to some people, which I get. I refuse to wash my hats. Ew. Uh, I've heard now, this. I, <laughs> I have about 50 different hats. So they're not all like, most of them are not dirty at all. Like, most of them have only been worn 20 or 30 times. But then I've got my some that are complete work hats that I have worn in the mud and dirt and grime over and over and over again. And those specific hats are only for working. (laughs) And I don't wear any of my other hats during that time. But if I try to, to wash my hats or anything like that, that would shrink up and shrivel and get all crinkly and it ruins the damn hat. And I hate that shit. And so like, while it's, it's not a good comparison, I get what Luffy is going through. <laughs> like you don't screw with my hats. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. Right. So, like. See, that was my thought too. You know, like him, his hat getting sliced up into a, a freaking cheese grater and me throwing mine in the washing machine. It's basically the same thing. I remember there told Amanda and I about that time a clown that could detach his body parts shredded the shit out of all of his his work hats <laughs> it was a ha- it was at a haunted house it was a nightmare it was awful <laughs> um any other comments on episode seven before we move on I only have one more thing okay and it's not really I don't want to reveal it yet because I know we're going to talk about quotes later yeah this episode had my favorite quote of any episode ever, and I cannot wait to talk about it. <laughs> I'm like, excited I'm to hear kidding. it. I'm like shaking. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have I have three total quotes for this series um, for this week, but this one was the best. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> to hear it now. Damn it. Yeah. I'm going to be so curious over the next uh, three episodes that we have to go through. <laughs> Okay, well then, we will move on to episode eight. Uh, Let's see, episode eight. A flashback to the early days of Buggy and Shanks shows that they have always been rivals. Buggy has always been a big talker and always thought he was smarter than everyone around him. In the middle of a raid, Buggy finds a treasure map and concocts a scheme Shanks innocently gets in the way of multiple times to ruin Buggy's scheme and Buggy accidentally eats the chop-chop fruit in the process. Back in the present day, Buggy attacks Nami as she tries to flee with his treasure. Luffy finds multiple interesting ways to stop Buggy from getting to Nami. Thanks to Nami with some quick thinking, when Buggy tries to reassemble his body, he is missing some pieces. Luffy capitalizes and sends Buggy packing. After Buggy's defeat, Luffy, Nami, Zoro... Or Luffy, Nami, and Zoro quickly depart Orangetown. 
so right away i just want to talk about uh and, and we can go back to the shanks flashback but one of my favorite parts in this episode is luffy's methods of stopping buggy when he's torn apart into all the different pieces like first when buggy separates his top half and he's trying to float after nami and luffy just kicks him right in the balls <laughs> on the legs that are still sitting there and and then so buggy to stop that buggy separates the rest of his body and like it's all in little pieces now except for his feet mm-hmm. because the feet are buggy's weak spot that's the one thing he can't separate um and so luffy capitalizes on that by pulling buggy's shoes or by pulling buggy's feet out of his shoes and tickling his feet (laughs) while he's chasing nami and like when it shows buggy still chasing after nami and like he's laughing hysterically from getting his feet tickled he's got the devil teeth going on and nami is flipping shit (laughs) and that cracks me up just like she is scared out of her damn mind and buggy just gets even creepier with his feet getting tickled and i think that's absolutely hilarious oh anytime you introduce feet into the situation (laughs) it's a little (laughs) creepier for me (laughs) Yes. Um, you talked about him getting kicked in the balls. Um, I felt like the sound effect for that, it was like a crackling sound. And it went on for way too long. Did it make you guys really uncomfortable? Yep. <laughs> like, I don't have balls, but that noise made me want to cross my legs a little bit. I was like, oh, no <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, man. Yeah, I uh, I definitely get that. I, I feel the pain. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes, like your whole inside's just cracking and falling apart. (laughs) But, and then, you know, Luffy ends up stretching his feet a whole bunch, and that hurts Buggy, and then he slams his feet on the ground, which also hurts Buggy, but it was just, it was funny watching Luffy try to come up with different ways to to beat Buggy while he's torn apart, and of course, I don't know that he could have done that if Buggy's attention wasn't on Nami stealing the treasure. Um, well, it's a good question because like you you have to sit and think how can they beat somebody like this mm-hmm. who can just reassemble themselves constantly like i don't know if he's susceptible to fire like could mm-hmm. could you burn him like chop him up in little pieces and burn him i know that's morbid but like <laughs> i don't know how else how else you do this we need to get a copy of this recording so everybody can know that Whitney is talking about chopping people up in pieces and burning them. <laughs> the best way to get rid of evidence. Right? See, Amanda knows. I watch a lot of true crime. I know probably a lot more than some. <laughs> Not that I'd ever used it. <laughs> That's a good wink there, Whitney. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but I mean, did, I know we. I know I kind of skipped the whole uh, Shanks and and Buggy flashback. And I, Amanda, was that? I think you said you, earlier you wanted to talk about that some, which we yeah. were going to anyway. But I'll let you right. uh, pick it that off. Was, I was not expecting, as I had said earlier, that they knew each other. So I'm glad that we got to see exactly what uh, Buggy's problem was with Shanks. As I was wondering, you know, I'm like Shanks what little have we seen of him seems like a nice dude what is buggy's deal here 
Um, so then we see that Shanks inadvertently foils his plan. <laughs> and that was one of those things where I think, Whitney, you were saying last week you had a question and they immediately answered it pretty much with what happened. Right. So I was wondering to myself, because he Buggy finds out that you won't be able to swim anymore after you eat the devil fruit. So then he eats it and then i'm thinking what like why why because this treasure that he wants is on the bottom of the ocean why would he go and eat this fruit <laughs> oh it's a fake fruit okay <laughs> so then that the, we also got a little bit of backstory on it too i think because shanks i want to say it's shanks tells buggy that the the fruit is like a an incarnation of the sea devil or something like that mm -hmm. so i did want to know do we ever see a sea devil like is it something that manifests or is it just a thing they talk about it's pretty much just a thing they talk about like we you know like they say that uh you know like they kind of mentioned here where oh it's a piece of the devil or it's a uh you know like you said like the sea devil that uh you eat this and it gives you powers but the sea instantly rejects you and stuff and that's and that's just something it's like a you know, like a pirate's tale, a legend or something like that. Like we have not seen anything even, you know, caught up to the point where I'm at that confirms that. Like it's still kind of referenced every once in a while, but we ha we haven't seen any actual manifesting of any spirit or little minion thing inside the fruit. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> that, I was uh, curious. That does because... anything like that. There are other instances in mythology and pop culture that sea devils are a thing. Like I know in Doctor Who, there's a couple of episodes where there's sea devils, which are kind of reptilian looking beings. And then I think in, I want to say it's Norse or Scottish mythology, maybe there's there's a sea devil creature that's like a, a horse man body type thing. So I just thought it was interesting because I've heard the term somewhere else before. So that's why I was mm. wondering if we saw it ever. So that's one thing I like about Oda is he's one thing he does is he brings a lot of like uh, world culture, I guess, into the show. Like you'll hear as the show goes on, like different names that mean something like he might refer to Greek gods or Roman gods a lot. Or he, this person's name might mean something in a Russian language or or whatever. Like he brings a lot of culture from different countries in the world into into one piece. And so there there will be different things like that. Like if you start researching a, a name or or that what that word means in a different language, it it'll shed some light on some more about the character than what you initially get in in the show and i think that's pretty cool when he when he does stuff like that for sure but i th i think it's funny that like buggy uh <laughs> basically everything that happened in the flashback was all self-inflicted <laughs> like Definitely. i gotta say shakes really was pretty innocent and in absolutely everything that was happened <laughs> Um, Whitney, did you have anything that you wanted to talk about in the in the flashbacks? Um, I think Amanda said it perfectly. You know, we talked about how they they can kind of read their audience because they know the audience is going to be wondering <laughs> what's going on. Because my notes said 
this is my exact notes. Buggy didn't think eating the fruit through. Oh, he faked it. And then he ate it on accident. <laughs> this is why he's mad at Shane. So it was a very, because you were right, Amanda, like, oh, I can't swim. How am I going to get my treasure? And the next scene is, I'm going to eat it. I was so confused, but it, it doesn't take very long for you to, to have your, your questions cleared up most of the time. M- most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. I know there's probably tons we don't know yet, but in these little instances, even when, you know, Buggy told us last episode that he knew Shanks, it didn't take long. You know, it's not like they waited five episodes to explain the backstory there. It was immediately mm-hmm. up in this one. So um, I appreciated that because I immediately wanted to know how they knew each other and what the story was. And I was like, is this where we find out that Shanks is a bad guy? But <laughs> no, he just was like, what are you doing? And uh, Buggy swallowed the fruit by accident. I mean, that's his own fault, right? I yeah, mean, he, yeah he, didn't have to, he didn't have to swallow the whole thing like that. He could have just hide yeah. it in your shirt. It. Like, it yeah. shirt. You don't need what to hide you? it in your mouth, guy. Yeah. <laughs> He kind of looked like a, with that like honking pineapple in his mouth, he kind of looked like a camel there for a second too. Yeah. Um, just, I, I like some of those uh, anime, an animation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Throwing some shots out there at Bucky. Okay. <laughs> um, I got to kill a dog. It's okay. He did. Yeah. He, he did try to kill a dog. That son of a bitch. Um, Let's see. And then Nami, of course, getting away with her, well, almost getting away with her treasure. <laughs> um, and I like that they really had her capitalize. And honestly, I I don't know how much longer that fight would have went on. Like, I still don't have any doubts that Luffy would have ended up on top had Nami not done what she did. But I I like that she put, I guess, one of the final nails in the coffin when it comes to to buggy's defeat by like tying up his smaller pieces so he couldn't fully reassemble like and mini buggy is kind of awesome (laughs) just just his hands and his feet with a head (laughs) and no legs or arms or body it was pretty funny yeah and i nami did that thing that amanda i think amanda was talking about earlier where she's like i will never join your pirate crew but i guess we can team up for a little bit longer (laughs) she said it exactly like that like it was very it was in the same sentence and i was like okay nami but i think she said uh, like i I guess it's kind of profitable or something like that yeah because like she's in it for the treasure right she Mm -hmm. she wants the treasure so she can do her own thing um and i cannot remember the context of this but i took note of it um nami said we can't let them know we're thieves and pirates and luffy goes we're pirates <laughs> right <laughs> like he's That's so the... stupid and i'm starting to realize how stupid he is and i don't mean he's stupid like he can't function in society but he's, he's very i don't even know the word for it he's very he naive. Before he speaks yes yeah. he doesn't think anything bad's going to happen to him absolutely really confident and so and I, we talked about that before and it even in the next couple episodes we see that more where he just doesn't have a care in the world 
because the only time we've seen him really upset, like you said, was when his hat was getting uh, destroyed and and he was finding out some more about Shanks's, you know, history with mm-hmm. Buggy. But it, this is when it started for me. I was like, wow, he really just does not give a shit. I mean, he, he's very naive. He's very just hard-headed. Let's go for it. Doesn't matter what happens in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are there are pretty much only two things that Luffy is intelligent with. And one of them, which we've kind of already seen, like we got to see it a little bit here with with Buggy, with him taking advantage of Buggy's feet. Luffy's pretty pretty smart when it comes to fighting. Like it may take him a, a little bit, like he does have to have a little bit of time to adapt. But he's pretty good when it comes to adapting to different powers and, you know, to different abilities or whatever, or situations in a fight. Like he's, he's pretty battle smart. Um, and the other thing that he's very good at, I'm not going to talk about. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to wait a, a few more weeks until we get to see that part of it and until we get to see that side of him in full blast. Because honestly, I think that's what, makes him such a great character is, is that specific thing um so i want to i want to wait until we get to see more of that um and then of course you know as the townspeople are chasing the the straw hats out of out of the town we get we get our shushu again um keeping the townspeople from getting to them and i i just enjoyed getting another little quick look at at shushu because he's a, a dog. he's a good boy yeah <laughs> I was very happy to see him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you know, uh, Luffy like just leaving half of Nami's treasure so the town can rebuild itself. <laughs> just kind of showing he's got he's got a bit of a good heart, and yeah. Nami's greedy, and he's not in it for the treasure. That's not his goal. <laughs> Even though it was all Nami's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really have anything else on on episode eight. Do either one of you have anything else you want to talk about with it? I'm good. No? Ready to go. Okay, we will move on to episode nine. An annoying kid runs through a town screaming that pirates are here. Based off of the townsfolk reactions, he does this a lot. Usopp is obviously the town liar and is full of shit in everything he does. When the Straw Hats make landfall, Usopp's bluff is quickly called. Luffy takes advantage of the showdown and whips out one of the best Shanks quotes from Episode 4. They quickly learn that Usopp is the son of Yasep from Shanks' crew. After bonding with the Straw Hats a bit, Usopp races off to find Kaya and feed her several lines of shit. Luffy and the crew follow to ask Kaya about a ship for their journey, the butler Clahador quickly interrupts and demands that the crew leave. So we are at a new location now, and we start getting introduced to new characters, new side characters, and and all that jazz. And I guess our our first uh, new character that we get to meet is is Usopp. So any initial thoughts on Usopp? What are your initial thoughts, Derek? Because it sounds like you don't care too much for him. I will leave you to interpret that as you please. 
He's full of shit. <laughs> he feeds her some more shit. I mean, I mean, say his, what you will, but none of that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, you're not. You're you're telling the truth. But like, my first thought of him, I was like, is this a boy who cried wolf thing? Like, has he done this before? It seems like they are used to it. Um, to him, you know, making shit up, and he gives up very quickly. You know, there in the beginning, he was like, oh, just kidding. That's a lie. And I'm like, you could have kept it going a little bit longer. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> he's just a kick out of it. Um, I wasn't sure if I really liked him. I'm still not sure if I like him. I mean, I don't hate him. He's not a bad guy, but he's just obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way. I wasn't, I'm just not really sure what to think of him. I also just wonder. I, I don't remember if they said or not, but he, I mean, he's going and visiting that girl. What's her name? Kaya. Kaya. So how did he end up climbing a tree and then looking inside of this girl's bedroom window? <laughs> I mean, that's a little creepy to do that. But I mean, on the other hand, she enjoys his company. So that's nice. And she's very frail and ill. So... <laughs> I feel like I it's almost impossible to know their ages too. We talked about that before. Yeah. Where I was right. wildly off with how old I thought everybody was. <laughs> so I don't know if Usopp and Kaya are in like similar ages. I don't know if he's way older than her. He doesn't seem either. like now a I need kid. to look that up because I, I don't know. I don't that could be what a whole other level of creepy if it's yeah because i was like is this a romeo and juliet thing where he's like the poor you know ragamuffin guy and she's the rich spoiled girl who can't leave her house mm -hmm. but is she 12 i don't know <laughs> okay so i mean she sounds like it. her voice is very high-pitched so usopp is 17 and Kaya is 14. Oh, I don't like that so much. <laughs> I refuse. Usopp, 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 Usopp. whatever, is 40. You cannot tell me. <laughs> <laughs> he is not in middle age yet. That's sicko. <laughs> I can't well, tell you, I can tell you that uh, they dive more. So like the, the episodes that we're going to review next week, because I'm actually going to be out of town camping this weekend. So I've already started the episodes for next week. Um, they do dive more into the reasoning and the, and like the background with Usopp and Kaya. So your, your questions there about why he started climbing the tree to talk to her and stuff like that. They'll, they'll all be answered next week. Okay. For sure. Interesting. Okay. How old is fucking Clahador creeper? I don't know. Butler. Yeah, he. <laughs> My first thought with him was he's totally poisoning her to keep her ill so that he can keep controlling her. <laughs> interesting thought. Interesting. That was very interesting because I totally did not see any of that coming at all. Like, I just thought he was just a rich ass. prude who didn't want his quote kind associating with. Usopp's kind and I'm air quoting here I don't really believe in that classist bullshit but like I, I just thought he was one of those you know mm -hmm. 
And I remember my kid walked into the room when I was watching this episode. And I don't know if I would have noticed it had she not said anything, but she goes, why does he push his glasses up like that? Oh yeah. It's like, <laughs> yes. The feel of his hand to right. adjust his glasses. Nobody does that except so weird. a psychopath. They Everybody- explain that as well. Okay, I'm Ooh, glad okay. because I'm like, what made them make that decision? Because that is a conscious decision for an animator to make a character not, you know, like I do when I adjust my glasses, I just push the middle, the part that goes mm-hmm. across the nose. Some people yeah. will use the sides on I either like, side. I, I think yeah, I, I grab usually... the, the, like, the, mm-hmm. the frame of it. Sure. Yeah, and, and kind of push everybody it Everybody listening, if you wear glasses use the heel of your hand like the part that's right beside your wrist and push up you tell me that that is more convenient than any other method i'm, I'm gonna sorry. go do that after this i didn't try it out but now i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. i have a set of glasses right here they're not mine but i'm gonna i'm gonna try it this is gonna go well i'm oh <laughs> See, that's so that makes my hand uncomfortable <laughs> i feel like he's trying to be rich and fancy. or is it because is he a butler does he carry stuff like a tray is that Maybe. Is that the equivalent of holding your pinky out when you drink tea? Maybe. <laughs> so, because I, I forgot they explained it, like, and so when I, like I said, I already started watching next week's episodes, and so when I saw they explained it, I was like, ah, oh, I love that, because, like, it has, it is his natural instinct to, to raise his glasses like that, and so I'm, I'm really excited to talk about that next week now. <laughs> interesting yeah they talking they, about why seemed, he he does that it seemed as though they zoomed in on it too every time he does it they, mm-hmm. or his hand just looks a lot bigger they put it in the frame closer mm-hmm. for sure um so we kind of we've talked about Usopp we've talked about Clahador we've kind of talked about Kaya a little bit any initial thoughts on Kaya eh I don't really have a feeling about her either way I mean she's there yeah. <laughs> yeah she's fine okay. she just has such a tiny little voice <laughs> yeah she does yeah she absolutely does so one of my favorite scenes i think in the in this uh episode is whenever they're all sitting in the in the diner and it was uh let's see l- Usopp had left to go see Kaya, but the straw hats were still sitting in the diner and and the kids come in and they're like, where's our captain? And Zoro goes, we ate him. (laughs) 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 And like you see Zoro or Luffy sitting there with his like belly massive. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Oh man, that scene cracks me up because you can tell they absolutely believed it. And it was hilarious. I love that that just like it shows you a little bit of the humor because I think towards the beginning of the episode this is the one I watched really late at night and I was very tired after work and so I don't have a ton of notes on it but they were talking about what they were wanting to buy to to make sure that they were successful on their ship and Mm -hmm. um, Nami is very concerned because they don't have anything they need and Luffy's like we need a cook and a musician so he's he's just all about the comforts and Zoro's like, we just need some booze. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay. We're starting to see all their little personalities come out and work Absolutely. together. Nami's like the control freak. She's going to make sure that they're alive by the end of it. Yep. Um, and as much as she doesn't want to be part of the crew, she really is. Already. Yeah. 
<laughs> she is. <laughs> um, and I thought it's like I some people like when so I love the the scene toward the beginning of the episode with like the standoff between Usopp as a fake pirate and him actually meeting real pirates for the first time and like trying to intimidate them and like dude it's not gonna work especially especially Luffy and Zoro like this just that's just plain not gonna work <laughs> um but the the Shanks quote like I kind of like it because it it gives Luffy a chance to kind of go back to those Shanks memories and and give a line that his mentor did, you know, however many years ago. But other I know a lot of people don't don't like it because they're like, oh man, they just gotta slap you in the face with more Shanks. Like we get it. Luffy likes Shanks. And <laughs> I just I don't agree with that. I really like that line. Um, you know, and I think it just I think it means a lot and I think it's something that means a lot to Luffy, especially with all that situation going on. But like, how, what did you guys think about that initial beach scene? I mean, I think you're right because it, it gives more credence to what Luffy's doing, mm -hmm. that he's not just bouncing around. He's not just a kid goofing off. He, this means something important to him. So, I mean, I, I understand they may feel like it's, it's re repetitive or slapping you in the face or whatever, but mm -hmm. I feel like that's needed to kind of establish that he has stakes mm -hmm. in this. For sure. Mm -hmm. Amanda, what did you feel about it? Yeah, the same way, pretty much. I didn't really feel like it was slapping me in the face. So, I mean, maybe at this point, it's early enough that I don't <laughs> think that I've... <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> sorry I was gonna I say, we all have filthy minds and we just kind of all I know it all <laughs> happens it's something different <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't bothering me that it happened again <laughs> um but I mean really not not a lot happened in this episode. I mean, honestly, it's just like a lot of introduction to new characters for the most part. Um, so, I mean, there was a like a little bit of, you know, backstory with with each individual kind of trying to learn who they are and stuff. But for the most part, it was a lot of pointless conversation and just learning their personalities and stuff. So this episode really didn't have a have a ton. Um, so do you, do you guys remember Yasop from from Shanks crew? I didn't until I think they showed him in this episode, right? That's right. I can't remember if it was this episode or the next one, but they did have like a little flashback. Yeah. One of them showed a little, like, I didn't really focus in on him. The only guy I remember was the one with the big, like, with the meat hug meat <laughs> on the bone. Um, it wasn't like a turkey leg, but you know, he always had it in his hand and I just thought he was funny, but um, I didn't remember him right off when they mm -hmm. mentioned him. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, the only reason I remember him is because he's just got like written across his forehead, just yass up, <laughs> like just slapping you right in the face. It's right there. I know we're gonna keep talking about getting slapped in the face with uh, things, <laughs> but it was there. Um, 
And then uh, something else I, I did. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that, Whitney. Um, <laughs> um, and then the other thing that I did want to mention real quick that I meant to mention earlier, but I just got lost in train of thought. Um, for my Dragon Ball Z fans listening, Usopp is voiced by the same voice actor as the character Krillin in Dragon Ball Z. So you might recognize his voice there. Uh, but other than that, I, I really don't have anything else from episode nine. If anyone else has anything. No, I don't think I, I do. It. I was going to say, Amanda, do you have anything? Because I have one tiny little thing. Okay. At the, end, as always. <laughs> the guy that shows up at the end with the heart-shaped glasses. Yes. He turns toward the camera and you hear this electric guitar riff. <laughs> I think it's the same one from Zorro. <laughs> I think it is. Well, and I had something to say in the next episode because we see him again and we hear this electric guitar riff. And I wanted to ask you guys if you thought it sounded like anything you'd ever heard before. Okay. Because I didn't notice it until the next episode. Okay. Well, then we will just uh, dive right in and we can start talking about this. <laughs> uh, so right away, we get an introduction to the moonwalking Jongo the hypnotist. Cutting back to the crew, Klahador is being an ass to everyone he can. Usopp gets sick of it and delivers a weak right hook. Klahador goes down to see Kaya and delivers a few lines of crap. Luffy heads off to look for Usopp and the rest of the crew is introduced to Jongo. Attempting to demonstrate his power, Jongo puts himself asleep along with the kids. Luffy finds Usopp sitting on a cliff. While they are talking, they overhear Klahador and Jongo planning to murder Kaya and take her fortune. Luffy gets put to sleep by Jongo and falls off the cliff. Captain Kuro, a.k.a. Klahador, calls out Usopp or calls out Usopp's crap and the fact nobody will believe Usopp if he says anything due to the fact that he is the town liar. Usopp sprints into the woods panicking and to be continued. Yeah, great cliffhanger, Derek. You said last week you were like, I'm not sure if it's going to be a cliffhanger or I, not. It was. I, I, know. I, I didn't like, oh, know. No. <laughs> I was like, okay, that was a decent cliffhanger. But yeah, no, I... I Luffy didn't know if dead. that was going to be good or not. Luffy is dead now. <laughs> he has died. Yeah, he fell right on his spine. Is he right dead? The, the neck is all bent. Yeah, he's done for. Is he dead or he is he taking a nap? Well, both. <laughs> you know. Um, speaking of backbreakers, Jongo. <laughs> so. I, I real quick I I want to I do want to let Whitney get into her thoughts on the guitar riff. So Whitney, go ahead. <laughs> okay. So this guy, a couple you mentioned that he moonwalks. That's mm -hmm. how he's walking into town. We know who's famous for moonwalking. Okay. Okay. Um, did you notice like? his the, the nose the shape of the nose and the electric guitar riff that plays every time he's introduced to the scene do you guys are you familiar with michael jackson's music much i know quite a bit of his songs yes 
Okay. Did the guitar riff sound familiar to you? Because I feel like it is. It might not be. It sounds like the guitar riff at the beginning of Black or White. I'm going to have to. Don't know that one, so I would have to I, listen to it. I do love that's actually one of my favorite Michael Jackson songs. I love that song. It's I'm gonna have to like go back beginning. and listen to it now. Like the whole the whole song has guitar, like electric guitar, mm-hmm. but at the very beginning, there's this like really strong and riff. it's like when the kid is like jamming in the room or whatever, and like his yes, dad comes and knocks on the quiet. door. Yes. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. That Turn just reminds No, I want to listen to it, okay? <laughs> if you so like, can't tell i've heard of that guy, song quite a bit <laughs> i want to know if they modeled this guy after michael jackson a little bit because they're they made him moonwalk his his nose has the same kind of shape i mean michael jackson had very distinct facial features and so i just i don't know i just but, feel like it was interesting to see that parallel so this is what i was going to bring up yes he is absolutely mo- modeled off of michael jackson completely designed off of michael jackson um yes uh oda does that with a few of his characters like he may take um whether it's an actor or or some celebrity and he'll design someone off of them or he may take even like a movie character and throw a bunch of hints and design a character based off of a off of a popular movie character from a cartoon or something like that um so every once in a while you'll you'll see stuff like that but yes Django is absolutely based off of Michael Jackson. <laughs> Amazing. Amanda, any initial thoughts on Django? Yes, I don't remember who said this because I didn't write that down, but either it was either himself or one of the kids that called him the weirdest guy ever as he was <laughs> walking into the scene. And I'm, yes, this is exactly what this situation is right now. So that was... That was funny. And all of these villains, they're idiots. I mean, this dude put himself to sleep on more than one occasion. He does it twice. Like, they just, they don't have half a clue what they're doing. <laughs> oh, no, it cracks me. Like the first time, so I think, because I've watched these episodes a, a couple times. And the first time I definitely caught the fact that when he put the kids to sleep, he definitely put himself to sleep. I didn't catch it whenever he puts Luffy to sleep later when Luffy falls off the cliff. I didn't catch it that he fell asleep again until my second watch. I think I was like looking at something else or whatever. I looked away real quick and I didn't catch it, but that he like leans on Claha door after mm-hmm. putting himself I don't to think sleep. I caught that either. I, I caught the one with the kids, but I didn't catch the Luffy one. Yeah, he puts himself to sleep again. <laughs> Clawador's like really every time. That's really inconvenient (laughs) if you're a hypnotist. Right. That would suck to just keep putting yourself to sleep over and over again. (laughs) And it's like he never learns because he's always just completely falling over. So you would (laughs) think he'd maybe bring a lawn chair so that he could sit down and then not have to completely just fall body all on the ground like that. Or like could he close his eyes? I mean, oh yeah, that would like, be easier. Maybe he should look into the eyes of the person he's trying to hypnotize instead of at his own ring. I don't know. I've, I mean, I'm not a hypnotist, so I'm not exactly sure how that works. I don't know what to look at. Well, apparently they're very common because they call him an ordinary run-of-the-mill hypnotist. <laughs> 
which is the funniest thing. I know it's probably not meant to be funny, but to me, that was comedy. Like, how are hypnotists ordinary and run of the mill? I've never met a hypnotist. See, I I know we had one. At, like, when I was in high school, we had one come for, like, our prom after party or whatever. And, the, like, we had a hypnotist there, and it was really funny. But that was... That was the only time I can ever I can ever think of with a with a hypnotist. Yeah, I I've never met a professional run of the mill hypnotist, but my one of my psychology teachers tried to hypnotize the lecture hall, which didn't work. Oh, it didn't. I was I was just about to ask, did it work? No, didn't work on me anyway. I don't know. Maybe you just don't know it. Maybe you actually it's like still yeah black out and quack like a duck randomly for five minutes yeah right Every or this week. entire time like 15 years later i've just been under a spell <laughs> <laughs> amanda wake up uh. <laughs> i can't snap otherwise i would snap um <laughs> i'm not, yeah yeah oh I, my god nothing. that was so pitiful <laughs> i know see i can't i can't snap yeah like snap snap me snap snap i can't whistle so <laughs> um so let's see so we've talked about jongo quite a bit um so did either one of you see this coming with clahador being more than just a asshole butler well i guess i thought he was poisoning her i didn't think he was working with anybody else though um, mm-hmm. And then I, we see that he, I don't remember what his backstory exactly was, but he he ended up on the doorstep of Kaya's family's house, and then that's how they ended up taking him in, mm-hmm. um, which I don't really know if I had any thoughts about how he landed up there in the first place, but I guess that was interesting. Yeah, they don't really dive into that too much in these episodes, you know, just kind of that he struggled to get to the door and that his and that her parents uh took him in but um but yeah i mean he i don't recall like watching it for the first time i don't recall catching that either like i do think that that was a a pretty big cliffhanger knowing that he he is a he is a bad guy and well i mean we knew he was a bad guy but just like uh to the the depth that that he actually is um and like he's like you were kind of talking about earlier amanda with luffy not having a filter and just not caring and like they're sitting up there on top of the cliff listening to them and then luffy stands up and screams and goes hey guys (laughs) yeah like you started to see how he was so careless (laughs) <laughs> in that one episode and then in this one he usopp usopp whatever i can't say his name um is like oh my gosh that's all right hear? it's not important and <laughs> luffy's like i wasn't listening <laughs> and i'm like this guy just confessed to trying to murder this girl and did he is it confirmed that he killed her mother also because he he says something about the parents he's like well the father's death wasn't planned did he kill the mom? Like, is he just planning to kill the whole family to get the money? I think I think he did. So I I that popped into my head, but I like I said, I already watched next week's episode, so I couldn't really remember if that was in those episodes or this episode. And I didn't want to spoil anything, so I figured I'd just let you bring it up. But yes, I'm I'm pretty sure that's what happened. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't catch that. 
but that makes a lot of sense. He's a total sleaze. Yeah. yeah. Complete um, asshole. I was trying to find, I thought I wrote down what Luffy said when they were listening up on the cliff and we can't let them know we heard them. And he, Luffy stands up, it's like, hey, bad guy, stay away from that girl. Like, <laughs> that's what I meant by he has no tact whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what he, and then of course that's when he dies. <laughs> yeah, because he gets put to sleep and falls off of a 40 foot cliff. <laughs> On his cervical Head vertebrae. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's just like chilling, laying in the ground Legs head first. Just over his head. <laughs> yep. Total scorpion. <laughs> right. Um, I yeah, like this I mean, episode because it had a lot of like mystery and then, you know, the murder plot. I thought when they were talking about Clawhador's pirate past, I can't remember his actual name. Uh, Captain Kuro. Okay, yeah. And then he 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 got somebody to stand in as him and was executed by, excuse me, firing squad. That firing squad scene like it wasn't very bloody but it was it was a little brutal for a cartoon mm-hmm. i thought like you see all these bullets exploding through this guy's body i just thought that was like i was a little surprised that it was that intense mm-hmm. i guess yeah i or captain kerr or whatever like you can tell he's a very very strategic person that puts a a lot of thought into everything he does. I and mean, he's, he's like, honestly, he's a really menacing character, you know, like just his aura that, that has been established with him. It's like, he, give, he gives you the creeps. Um, yeah. Like, I think we all kind of thought he was a little creepy with Kaya, or at least I got that impression. Yeah. And then he tried to kind of like talk to her, like, I'm not trying to be mean. I just care about you. And your family's gone and I don't want to disappoint your parents by you know letting you get hurt and then he does this it turns out he's actually trying to murder her and he just isn't a good person because like there was something he said he's like my goal isn't to slander I'm simply stating the truth and that to me was a fancy way of like you know those people that are like I'm just honest and people don't like it and it's like no you're just an asshole you don't have to be (laughs) A jerk you you can keep some things to yourself and still be honest when it matters you know that's what that reminded me of what was that that reminds me of that quote from that uh knives out glass onion have you guys both seen that yes love yes. those movies with uh daniel craig i think he says something like uh speaking without a filter and speaking without thought are two completely different things or so or something yeah. like that um very well said (laughs) um yeah so yeah cloud or kind of gives off a a little bit of those those vibes but like you know like someone that would make that kind of statement but like you can definitely tell he's very calculated with every action he has everything he says he's he's very very careful um I'm kind of surprised that when they were talking on the beach, he didn't bother to look up, <laughs> like just to make sure someone wasn't there, like for yeah, as calculated as careful. he is. <laughs> just... He was not careful. <laughs> um, but then again, you have a hypnotist that falls asleep every time he does his job. 
<laughs> yeah, that's his right hand man. Okay. <laughs> Good old yeah, Jago. His, his weirdly upturned right hand he uses. <laughs> what a freak. What a weirdo. <laughs> I hate him. Just as soon as you saw him put the push those glasses up for the first time like that, you're like, yep, I hate this guy. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> um do we have anything else for for any of the episodes? I guess no, we can but I need jump to know into quotes. Now. Huh? I just need to know what happens now. Like this cliffhanger is killing me. <laughs> I wrote in all caps at the end of my notes: "Great cliffhanger, Derek." <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I'm just going to tell myself it was completely planned out. I also said that this episode was named after you because this episode is called "The Weirdest Guy Ever." <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, I am not okay. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Um, so, any any quotes from these episodes? I know Whitney has at least one. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, because I, have... I only had that one that I said earlier with. Um what's his face unicycle guys cool breeze on a summer day whatever (laughs) beautiful beautiful um all right i have three okay um my the first one is one i've talked about already it's just a different version of it is from episode eight and buggy says i'm gonna bust you up flashily (laughs) um and then from episode six and this may not be the exact quote, but I'm I'm paraphrasing here. Um, this is after Luffy is angry that uh, Shushu's pet store has been destroyed. And he says, that dog will never get his treasure back. And because of that, I'm going to kick your ass. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, you are. And he's, I noticed he started saying that a lot in these episodes, talking about kicking people's asses, which I, I like. I really like it when Luffy says that, like, because there are certain, I I only noticed that he said it a, like once. I, I think that was the only time I noticed it when he said it in these episodes. He might have said it a couple times. But there are abs. I like when Luffy says it because it's not something that he overplays. Like he doesn't say it all the time. And so when he does, it's like, here you are. <laughs> like it just it gets you pumped up. I love it. <laughs> And since he's kind of on the younger side, it's kind of the equivalent. I don't know if you guys think this is funny, but I think it's hilarious when kids use curse words. Like it cracks me up. <laughs> no, it, little yeah. little kids. Yeah. Little kids. Teenagers, not so much, but little kids. I think it's hilarious. Like TikToks with kids that are cussing. I'm like, yes, yeah. give me more. <laughs> um, and so it just cracks me up to hear this little guy say, I'm going to kick your ass. And then he actually does it. So, um, yeah. all right. So. <laughs> This one was my favorite one that I was I was so excited for earlier. Okay. It's from episode seven. This is when um the uh with the gum gum balloon where he stops the buggy ball. But so Kabaji is the unicycle guy. Uh-huh. And he asked Buggy, I can't remember what was said, but he says, How are you gonna handle this or answer to this insult? And Buggy says, I don't know. I'm too angry to even fart. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did not catch I that had, one. That's awesome. <laughs> I had to rewind it to make sure that's what he said, but it was exactly what he said. And I I'm I'm saying this from now on. I'm too angry to even fart. 
That's awesome. I love it. That was pretty angry. Very out of nowhere, but it really fit. (laughs) Um, I I did not have any quotes for these episodes. (laughs) Nothing just really was like, and nothing really stood out to me or was like slapping me or anything like that. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, nothing just slapped me right in the mouth. I just I got it all this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I guess uh, we can move on to MVPs nominations. Anyone uh, got anything? Shoo shoo. <laughs> it's got to be shoo shoo. <laughs> I was like, I was sitting there thinking about this and I was like, I don't know who really had that big of an impact on these, on these episodes, like overall, like this one was a little bit harder for me to come up with than, than Shanks was last week. So mm-hmm. Shushu was definitely a thought because he's, he's a good boy. <laughs> he's a, a good Shushu, boy. Yeah, a, he's a good dog. Good dog. He got the most emotional response out of me for these episodes. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. like Usopp, eh, Kaya, <laughs> double eh. Um, I don't like Claudor, hate him. He's definitely not the MVP. Um, who else is left? Shushu. Him, I would say Shushu or the mayor, the really old mayor that was gonna fight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Was pretty cool. But Shushu, I think, takes the edge over him for me. That was one thing that we didn't talk about was whenever the mayor was about to fight and Luffy just throws him against a building yeah. and knocks him out. And well, he was definitely gonna die. Let's he be was. Not <laughs> um, and I think it was even funnier because, like, I I can't. I think Nami says, "Why did you do that?" And Luffy mm-hmm. goes, "Because I wanted to." Right. <laughs> like, like come on, you had a reason for it because I wanted to. <laughs> it's not why you did it, but it's still funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I was Shushu was definitely one of the th- thoughts in my head, and then the other one that I had was Zoro. Um, like he didn't do a ton in these episodes, like because for episode six, basically he was sleeping. Um, yeah. but he did, he did literally put Luffy on his back with that giant metal cage to get him out to get them out of that initial situation while also being extremely wounded and then he also uh took out kabuji so like i do feel like that a a lot of the a lot of what happened in these episodes might not have happened had it not been for zoro being being there and getting them out of that initial situation so i did want to at least give zoro some props for that but i'm 100 percent we got to give Zoro props. I agree with that. And when you, I forgot about that when he was injured and he lifted Luffy onto his shoulders when he was still in the cage. And I remember Nami was like, who is that guy? And I was like, yeah, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Like you just see in all those, his freaking arms, like bulging and everything like that. Like they put a lot of the uh, animation budget just into his arms there. (laughs) That slapped me right in the face. Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh that's perfect i love it uh, um but yeah so I, I mean i'm good with giving it to shushu if we want to go shushu yeah let's i'm it. good with shushu yeah <laughs> all right the mvps for this episode is shushu i love it shanks and shushu 
Are we keeping a running list? Oh yeah, I've I've got a list going. Hell yeah. Because okay. like I'm I'm curious to see who gets the the most um the most MVP awards for us. Like, you know, I think some of these characters like Shushu, who's not a returning character, is, is obviously not gonna get the most. Like this is probably gonna be the only one he gets. But so like someone like Zoro is probably gonna have more opportunity is well, he's definitely gonna have more opportunities because he's one of the main characters of the show. But I'm still curious, like in some of these larger arcs that we're gonna be getting into, if some of the side, you know, some of the side characters that we're gonna fall in love with. I'm curious if they end up keeping up with the crew at all and in their awards and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely keeping a list and it's definitely something I think we should look back on as we keep going. Yeah, that's a good idea. So yeah, and and like I said, if you guys have any other ideas on uh stuff you want to follow up on, like something else I was thinking about is maybe like at the end of arcs, we can kind of maybe look at who our favorite characters are at that point in time. Like as we go along, like maybe do top five characters at that point in time in the show and see how it changes from arc to arc or whatever. If that's yeah. something you guys want to do. I love to rank things. Yeah. See, so we can like, we can like rank stuff and I'm, I'm really excited to do all that stuff. And I'm honestly, I'm excited for when we get, farther down into the show to start like not only doing our rankings but looking at some of the uh fan polls that are done so like there are certain websites that do massive fan polls for one piece every year to to go over uh like where characters are standing as far as favorites by the fans and stuff and it's crazy to me how there will be a character that hasn't been in the show for three or 400 episodes, but yet they remain in the top five or top 10 just because of the impact they've had on the show and how much people still love them. And like, if you think about it at three, 400 episodes for a show that's coming out a week at a time, that's years that people are going without seeing these characters. And like, they're still being ranked in the, in those top echelons of, of characters. So I think that's i uh, I'm excited to get into that and see what, what characters are sticking with, with you as well. And, and kind of where they're going on the list, but uh, awesome. yeah. So let's see um, before we close any, uh, any last comments from, from either one of you. No, I don't think so. No, nothing from Amanda. Any anything from Whitney? I'm just trying to plan how I'm going to incorporate flashily into my daily vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can do this in your on your con, uh, on on a consistent basis, like mm -hmm. um, you know, like resumes and you know all kinds of stuff like that. Oh, we can yeah. we can fit it in there. I oh, operated a, a cash register flashily. <laughs> Yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. I'll help you with this. You know, I'm pretty good with words and puns and bad jokes. I see, mm -hmm. I see that eyebrow. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram 
at the going or no, it's just at going Mary pod. And that's M E R R Y P O D. And uh, also we are up on Google podcast as well. Now uh, along with Amazon music, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple podcasts. So make sure and leave us five star ratings uh, so we can get our name out there more and help introduce people to to this show and and give them an opportunity to find something else that they're absolutely going to love because I'm that confident in in this show. <laughs> um, like I said, any any final closing remarks? No, none. Anything? Uh, tweet at us. Anything you tweet want. at us? Yes, if absolutely. You, yeah. Tell us what you on... want to hear. Yes, yes. What do you want to hear? How creepy do you think Clahador is? How much do you hate his weird <laughs> hand? Uh, anything? How like do you that? push your glasses up? Yes, <laughs> I want. I want to know if you guys are watching with us, and I'm curious if anybody has any theories before we watch next week's episodes on why he does it with his palm like that. Good so, idea. if you have any theories, hit us with it. I'm curious to see what uh, what reasons you can come up with because I feel like we can get some pretty crazy ones. And so next week's episodes will be episodes 11 through 15. And uh, that will, and that will do it for, for this week. So everyone and enjoy your week and uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. 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 Find the fucking button.